Hello, I'm Joe Cadwell, host of Grit Northwest. You can find my show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast directory. Grit Northwest is now part of the Labor Radio Podcast Network, where you can discover other union-specific shows to help you learn more about organized labor movements across the nation and around the world. It's one-stop shopping at its best. Just visit laborradionetwork.org. Once on the main page, click on a logo that interests you and a show description with hyperlinks will magically appear. How easy is that, right? So ditch the TV and grab those earbuds to hear the collective voices of workers from around the globe demanding fair treatment from their workplaces and elected officials. Join us at laborradionetwork.org. And until next time, this is Joe Cadwell reminding you to work safe, work smart, and stay union strong. Welcome to the BCTGM Voices Project, a podcast highlighting the real people who make up our union. And I'm happy to report that we've got a great program put together now with some really talented people the executive officer has hired this year. There's nothing louder than when a whole other union that has nothing to do with your industry just shows up right on the picket line. And they don't forget that. The other unions never forget that. And I knew that I had to convince him on paper. Because he kept saying, the toolbox is not showing this. I'm like, hey, let's just go out on faith. I know that it's a victory. I didn't have any doubt. You know, if they want concessions, great. When the CEO and the board of and all the way down to the plant director and second in charge of the plant take concessions, then come to us. But till that's going to happen, don't come to us asking for concessions. We didn't get no $11 million bonus last year. We now know, recognize, and believe in our personal value. We know what we bring to the table. We know who's making the cereal. Why would we sell out the future of the people coming under me with less than 20 years, the people that's going to get hired? Why would we expect them to want to be a part of a union that sold them out? We're striking because it's the right thing to do. Our union is stronger than it's ever been. This is the most I've ever seen this union down in Richmond come together and have each other's backs. They all were fighting for the same cause. This is the BCTGM Voices Project. On June 4th, nearly 200 members of BCTGM Local 390G went on strike against international flavors and fragrances in Memphis, Tennessee. The workers produce soy protein products, which are distributed for use in baby formula, pet foods, soy-based nutritional powders, and other food and beverage products. A little more than 20 days in, six of these workers took a break from the line to talk to me alongside their lead negotiator, International Representative Jason Thomas. Feel free to leave a solidarity message on whatever platform you've chosen to listen on today and share, share, share this recording to support the workers. With that, here are the voices of the IFF strike. So I'm Jason Thomas. I'm international rep. Uh, I was also the lead negotiator. 
for this group? Yeah, my name is uh, Cedric Wilson. I'm the president of the union, and I, I, I'm currently a dry operator in the MS2P unit. Uh, that's called the uh, Memphis Phase. Okay. Um, I'm uh, been in the NFL for about ten years now. My name is Zandra Lee. I work in the lab. Um, I'm just a member of the union. Very active member of the union. I've been with the company for 28 years, and I've been in the union the whole time I've been here. I am Jessica Merriweather. I'm a union member, and I am a dryer operator as well as packaging. I'm Bob Thompson, uh, lead lab specialist, uh, union member one year, and I've been with the company 22 years. Hello, I'm Tanya Walker. I am. I work in the lab. I'm a lead lab specialist. I've been with the company 21 years. I've been in the union for about as much as that same time, and I uh, am a shop steward, and I'm a trustee on the board. And I'm Kamitris Morgan, uh, vice president of the union. Been, in, been with the company for 17 years, been in the union for 17 years. Uh, pretty much worked every, every area at, at the company uh, in production. Um, I'm a lead operator, like I said, for the South Plant. Cedric, why don't you answer this question? Uh, you know, I know this is a soy protein facility, but can you just kind of explain what that means and maybe some products that we might recognize that go, that your ingredients go into? Yeah, what, what we do specifically is uh, we extract soy protein from the soybean flavor. Um, um, some of the more popular products is uh, Infamil, Ensure, uh, Nestle Purina, uh, Royal Canine, um, Hill Pit, um, just to name a few. There's a lot more others, though. So knowing that many of you have been there for at least a decade, um, will you kind of explain how things have changed since you've been working there, um, you know, and kind of what got to this place where you're in conflict with the company? One of the major themes of this contract negotiations is that um, I would say, and I've been here about 10 years, and I know some of the uh, more veteran people can speak to this. Uh, I would say about five years ago, this is one of the best jobs in the city. And and one of the themes was is that a lot of the surrounding jobs have caught up. The company used to have an advantage over more skilled workers. So, and, and there was a point in time, especially right before the pandemic, where they just couldn't hire anybody at the wages we, we had. So, and that's kind of where we are, where we are now, you know, you know, they, they, they came up with a plan to kind of pay more people off the street without paying people inside. And, you know, it seems like the people inside are taking most of the, the brunt, the brunt, the brunt of what's, you know, going on. Okay. Jason, I want you to try to like kind of explain um, at the table what's happening and how we ended up on strike. Yeah, so we come in, the company come in with no proposals, uh, which was odd. Usually the company has some kind of proposals, but so we, we presented our proposals and the company basically countered all of our proposals. Um, just to give you an idea of what the company's um, motive was, the, our number two proposal was to change the name of the contract, change the name to IFF. We never got one TA. Uh, and then, like I said, just they, the, the company come in, like every proposal we put out there, they countered it with the exact opposite of what we was asking. So they don't have requests. They just start telling you no on everything. Right. It was just no. And then everything we wanted, they went the exact opposite way. And that okay. was their strategy. Yeah. Um, and I, 
I, I do want to add to that that most most of the things that we proposed were not didn't affect anyone monetarily. So it was it was mostly like cleaning up contract language and making things more clear. Yeah, like I said, our number two proposal was to change the name of the company in the contract because it still says Dupont in there. Um, so our proposal was to change the name, which should be an easy one to tee off, tee off on, and the company wouldn't tee on it. So not to speculate, but you know, do you think it's just like they uh, want to break the union at some point? Yes, that, that's exactly what it that's seems exactly like. That's exactly what they're doing. Yes. Okay. So um, you know, the three main strike issues that I have written down here is unaffordable health care. That's current, right? Like the current health care plan is unaffordable. Yes. Double the cost of the insurance for the people. Um, and they have a they already have a one year uh, in the contract that can change the benefits with a one year. The company wanted to increase that to a 30 day notice. So with a 30 day notice, they wanted to be able to change the benefits and benefits are things like 401k insurance, that kind of thing. And this is without having any discussion with the union. Right. Just they, they can send a letter at any time to change the benefits however they please. Okay. Um, okay. So there's that. And then we want to just protect the current contract language. What does that mean? Right. So one of the, one of the proposals or counter proposals that they come back with was um, right now in the contract, they get paid overtime after eight. The company wanted to delete that from the contract. Which you know, obviously, that's a huge impact on these people's lives. Just because right now they work eight-hour shifts, so if they did away with that, the company could go ten-hour shifts, twelve-hour shifts, and that would take away from them, you know, their time with families and stuff. Yeah. Okay, and then the so deleting things like this would just allow them to be able to take things away from the workers. Right. Okay, so since we have um, such a handful of you on here. I would love for some of you to kind of tell me like real life examples of how this is affecting your life or, or how it would affect your life if, if uh, you just kind of accepted what they are saying. For me, um, I have a son with epilepsy and ADHD and just the medical bills from those two alone, it's, it's become a problem that, it makes it hard to uh, pay the bills some weeks. Uh, not getting, being able to get the overtime when we need it. So I, right now, I, I'm been diagnosed as pre-diabetic. So uh, my insulin is very expensive. It actually went up since the the company has decided to change uh, from Agna Agna to uh, United Healthcare. My my. My premium went up. The company also is in was in the state for the last three months, also where that they were shut down the plant for four or five days without pay, and it was it, it was helping it was hurting us uh, a lot because we're not getting paid. They already eliminated overtime, and then the proposal of them trying to eliminate the time after eight is not plus we're not guaranteed forty hours also. So we all have to absorb that, that loss at the same time. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's hurtful uh, right now. You know, I'm, I'm going through a transition where that, you know, I, I don't want to be too in depth, but, you know, I was in, me, me and my wife finally got an opportunity to, to build our dream home. And we was building our home and, you know, we put up 
We put up our land and everything like that. And now we're on strike. We don't know we're gonna even we don't even keep, we're gonna be able to close on our home at this time. Even though we put our whole life savings up for this, you know, just trying to maintain a, a regular income. We're not, I'm not even t- including in the overtime or anything like that. I'm just including my regular income. And it's a possibility that, you know, all our dreams will go to waste. Yeah. So, so back in January, the, the company raised the insurance. They were paying for a family. They were paying somewhere around $350. The, the company in January raised it to $780 for a family. So it's, yeah. They more than double the insurance. That's what these guys are talking about. How, how it's been. Okay. Yeah. And that's not including yeah. the, the deductible. It, 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 to be more specific about that, I mean, we, they, they switched from Aetna to United Healthcare, and it doesn't cover anything. You know, yeah. it, you know, I took my son to a sports physical yesterday, and it was twenty bucks, and they didn't even cover that. Yeah. You know, it's like a twenty buck physical. It's not covered. Hmm. So it's like the only thing we're really paying for at this point is a lower deductible, which is still high. It's still about six thousand for a family. Yeah, yeah six thousand six thousand five hundred per family. I actually had a, a higher increase of, uh, I had a higher level of uh, insurance before we, we switched over to United Healthcare, and it's it's during their triple. You know, they was I was thinking I was paying. Uh, they they had me quoted to pay with like. Was it like four hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars a week, or a month uh, for the large? Oh, so it was, it, it was a significant amount. So we we had to go to uh, we had to go to the, the lowest tier because it, it, it was it was on the full. For the plan I'm on, it's um, it's one hundred and fifteen or one hundred and sixteen dollars a week. Where last year I was paying. Fifty-four. Yeah. Fifty-four. Right. So, so everybody was already kind of struggling, and then we go into negotiations, and we face more takeaways, cutting overtime, that kind of thing. So it's it's you know really affected everybody that works there drastically. Yeah. <clears throat> and now I'm actually dealing with having to now look for a specialist because I have to go back to the doctor and get some things tested on. So now with Edna, I had the opportunity to go anywhere. United Healthcare now is going to be a struggle trying to figure out whether they cover it or not. Yeah. And so that's a right. And so them having that significant change on our insurance, not only that income has now dwindled down to little or nothing. Yeah. And so So they changed the insurance company on you guys before going into negotiations. Yes. Yeah, they, they already had uh, management rights the year notice. And, uh, you know, with IFF buying us out in 2021, they gave us that year notice then. And but when we uh, we talked, we actually talked to uh, Kermitius and myself. We talked to uh, HR about that, the HR manager at the time. And uh, when he told I, we asked him, why did it increase so much? And he, and he, and he told us that well, because it didn't increase during the pandemic. This was level setting. Yes. Um, Jason, is this not considered an unfair labor practice or have you filed a charge? So it's in the contract. Their last oh, it contract, it got in there. Um, yeah. so the company has the right with a one year notice, they have the right to change the benefit. Yes. Uh, and then this time they're wanting to change that to now 30 days. So they want to be able to change it after 30 days. We already have one year in there, which is, I see. you know, already causing problems and causing families to struggle because of it. Yeah. yeah. Can I, can I add something on to that? 
Yeah. It's not only not only the insurance, it's it's a lot of other things. So uh prior probably about 10 years ago, they froze our our pension. So when they froze our pension, they they promised us at that time that they was gave us a three percent increase for to go to our 401k. They gave us a year notice also saying that at the end of this year that they's gonna remove that three percent. So we actually lose on 30, 33% of our 401k of our, of our savings that we work also. So we're going to lose that anyway at the end of the year. Now, on, the top, on top of that, we lose, we, we have to go at least over 100% just on, on our insurance. That's a significant loss, you know, before we even came into negotiation period. Yeah. I, I know that they often come into these things with some sort of, information or evidence that the company is struggling financially has that no we, we didn't see any of that and it goes back to the proposals like i said earlier that we had a proposal to lock the insurance in and not let it change for the length of the contract the company's response was well we want to change it in 30 days they already had a year so that that, that just shows you how their strategy in this whole yeah whole. yeah yeah oh yeah to your point they just want the union out at some point okay um well, I love that so many of you showed up to this today, um, and it seems like your group, I am in your band app, you know, where you guys have been chatting uh, through technology. Looks like you guys are pretty solid out there yeah. uh, as far as solidarity and is concerned. Yeah, I, I can speak to that. I mean, I think one of the, you know, especially with the last contract, we, you know, Commissioners and myself, we kind of decided that one of the biggest problems that we had was transparency and being able to uh, counter the the uh, narrative from the company. So a lot of times when they sent out emails and things like that, I've already got on there, typed out my message and what I want people to understand. And they already know how to counter those ridiculous emails that we we get from the, from the company, you know, the half-truths and the outright lives that they they send, they're already prepared for it. So I think that went a long way in, um, you know, putting bringing us together and being able to do what we're doing now. Yeah, it's um, really important for you two as leaders to be an open book like that. And I've seen, you know, our union has gone through several strikes in the last couple of years. And uh, the people that are able to stick it out the longest uh, are the ones that have that, you know, you guys coming out immediately to say, actually, this is what the truth is. If anybody has any questions, um, being able to answer those things. And so good job to you both on that for making sure you're keeping everybody together. So the other, the other question, I know y'all had a rally last week um, and that, you know, you've had a lot of people showing up to support you. Are there any local businesses, politicians, labor organizations that you want to kind of shout out and say thank you to? Yeah, uh, I definitely want to give a shout out to Teamsters. They, they've been real instrumental. I've actually been in a few of their uh, meetings uh, to talk to them. Uh, UAW has been very supportive, uh, especially the other locals. Uh, Kellogg's uh, was at uh, was 252, 252 uh, 149. 366. Uh, yeah. at, that's uh, Nestle Purina, right? Yeah, they're from uh, 352 over there at Camours. I'm not, I can't remember the new name, but they used to be called Camours. But uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of people have been showing up, and I'm sorry if I missed anybody. But uh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, I haven't seen all the pictures. I saw Kevin Bradshaw was out. Yes. 
Um, Kevin Bradley Howe being a good, a great help with us or so like that. I do want to shout out some some of the politicians that came out to to help us. Justin Pearson, uh, Van from NWACP. Um, who else? Who else we missing? Uh, Steve Cohen's office yes. representative yes. to the uh, rally because he was in D.C. at the time. Um, Kevin uh, Kevin Bradshaw, um, Satrika Baker. Yes. Uh, but, um, Sweetie, I can't think of her last name. Yeah. Billy Dacus. Okay. Yes. Stanford Bishop is another one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I have been in contact with Alan Creasy too. I know he's doing a lot of the social media for the Central Labor Council there in Memphis. Um, so he's been a good resource just to kind of connect things also uh, with us here at the International. Yeah, they've, they've been a huge help with Kevin Bradshaw on the line. Yeah, good. Okay, um, well, whenever we put these things out, I know like the number one question that we get is like, what do you need from us, you know, the public, the other union members? I know it's is it probably hot days out there. Yeah, yeah. South in the summertime. Yeah, so. it's definitely hot. I mean, you know, I want I want to say first, you know, whatever's on your heart, we welcome it. You know, you know, we don't turn anything down. You know, we definitely don't turn down companies. You know, bodies on the line is always important. Um, misting, misting items and things like that, you know, just keep us cool. Uh, but just presence. That's that's the one I say. Presence. Word. Get the word out and uh, spread it as much as possible. You know, that goes way further than any dollar that you might donate and any item that you might bring, any bottle of water that you might, you know, that you might bring, you know. Yeah. And so get, on that, we, get, uh, we do have, we have a resource online for you, um, three ways to support the strike. The easiest way to get to that from listening to this is um, it's bit.ly in your browser bit.ly forward slash IFF strike. And it's just a blog post there with a link to um, their strike fund, the GoFundMe um, information about where they're located in case you want to show up or bring things or send a letter uh, of support. Um, anything that is shared on social media, people can hashtag IFF strike to help us be able to see it and share it, continue to get the word out. And then they also have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash IFF strike. You can follow along on there and share everything that goes out. Um, so that's, that's really all I have for today, just to help people understand what's going on there. Did anybody want to add anything before we end this? Yeah, I, 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 I guess I kind of, Put it out here. The only thing that we have, man, is our time and our bodies. And, and, and that's what I see. I see this whole thing because it's no coincidence that all these other uh, union places are preparing to strike and they're getting terrible offers from companies. I, I honestly think they're talking to each other. So, you know, I just want people to understand that we that the company is making us negotiate our time and our bodies, our lives. And, and that's how I feel about it. And you know, it, at, at this point, you know, I'm not willing to negotiate my life away. And that's what that's what I see. Yeah, yeah. Things have really changed for the working person. Uh, 
these days. So I think that's a powerful message. And I thank you guys all for coming off there and doing this with me today, spending your time here um, and really wish you the best out there and getting this thing done. Yeah, we appreciate it. All right. Thank you all. Thank you. One day longer, one day strong. Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank you. Bye. If you found this content valuable, please consider sharing it on your own social media pages and be sure to tag us. We are BCTGM on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more on the activities of the BCTGM, go to bctgm.org.